Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, hello, here we are. Welcome aboard. It is Tuesday, January 30th. Feel like spring yet? My goodness, it is 5.09 on Tuesday, January 30th. And uh, yeah, it's still 46 degrees. 60 degrees tomorrow? Holy smokes, boys and girls. Uh, Get the cargo shorts out. Get the motorcycle out, right? So, hey. Uh, but coming up in just a moment, uh, we'll get the latest update from our friends at the Lincoln Airport with Dave Herring and Rachel Barth. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Cadillac is still uh, on vacation. I think he's due back tomorrow. So a couple of guest producers, uh, Steve King, a couple of Steve, Steve King and Steve Hardesey taking over the board this afternoon uh, until Johnny Cadillac returns tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, not a lot of shouting, not a lot of grandstanding. Let's build up instead of tear down, shall we? Um, and, um, yeah, so Dave Herring, Executive Director of Lincoln Airport, welcome aboard, my friend. Thanks. Yeah. Excited, excited to be here, as always. Uh, pleasure talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you. Steve, I think uh, we got a call. Rachel's calling in. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, last time you were here, we uh, we went off script and uh, enjoyed a, an adult beverage on the Friday Afternoon Club, but uh, we're back to business. That's right. Uh, Tuesdays is the business portion of the uh, show. Uh, hopefully it's still entertaining, but uh, let's inform and educate and uh, appreciate it very much. And, um, yeah, so... Um, Never a dull moment. I told uh, in the preview uh, yesterday uh, of today's show, I said, if you think it's easy running an airport, (laughs) uh, uh, just ask Dave Herring and Rachel Barth uh, what that might be like. So, uh, yeah, never a dull moment, right, Dave? That's right. Well, it's it's never boring. You know, uh, it's a career choice, though, that I enjoy. I mean, it's the the challenge of it and the fact that you're always doing something every day, especially at this size airport. This size airport, uh, you know, you come in, you can't be, you're not really compartmentalized at all. You get to be part of everything, whether it's Air service development or business development, or in Rachel's case, uh, marketing and a little bit of everything. Yeah. Rachel Barth, welcome aboard. I think you're on the line. Hello. 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 Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely, Rachel. You're, you're uh, pulling double duty, sounds like, with, uh, with a kiddo oh. at home today. Yeah, story of my life, right? Working mom, and one was sick with a stomach bug, and the other one wants to play t-ball outside, so... <laughs> And well, that's good for them. That's uh, that's what those <laughs> young men should be doing on a day like right? this. Um, well, uh, that's that's big job, and uh, yeah. So for our listeners that uh, maybe uh, don't remember, of course, Dave is executive director, and Rachel Barth, director of communications and customer engagement. So Dave, let's just dump dump dive right in uh, because last week we got the uh, uh, the news that the Houston uh, flight is uh, going away. So uh, to to remind our listeners, and again, this is not unique to Lincoln, uh, keeping these 
uh, these uh, airlines doing what we want them to do. Right? No, no, it's not. And and you know, airports the size of Lincoln, it's an uphill battle. But uh, but that was that was a, an announcement that came as a surprise to us. You know, when you look at the metrics that we utilize to determine the success of that, and if it's going well, obviously you look at loads. You know, are people getting on the plane yeah. at the very basic point? You know, um, Rachel's done a great job of marketing, and the community's done a great job of responding. And we had people getting on the plane, and so we were very optimistic that you know we thought we had turned a corner with that market. Um, but then we're, we're met with the unfortunate news in, in talking to United that, that uh, you know, just made a business decision on their part to to cease that that service. And so really, really unfortunate and frustrating. You know, that's one of the things, you know, in the industry, uh, it, the, the ways that airlines make their decision along with, you know, pricing and all that other stuff is a great mystery to to everybody that isn't in that side of the world. And so it was it was frustrating. Well, and, and just for our listeners, to, there's really no relationship directly uh, with uh, the failed uh, Redway uh, experiment. And, and of course, because United has been a loyal partner for you guys for many, many years. Yeah, and continues and to still be. Are. Yeah, yeah. And, will, and will continue to be. No, there, there's no there's no relation to that. This was a, a market. Matter of fact, this came in before uh, before Redway. This was a, a yeah. service that we had been pursuing for a while. Uh, if you recall, you know, maybe talking you know back years, uh, for many years, we were pursuing Dallas service. Uh, we, we saw an opening, thought maybe, hey, we could get to, to Texas and to Houston a, a little bit quicker. And it turned out that that was true. We were able to get that service was turned on uh, as a result of a partnership with uh, you know a SCASD program, so a small community air service development program, and then some local partnerships in the, in the chamber and the university as well. Brought made that happen, yeah. and so uh, it was a great partnership, and we were really optimistic. And so this uh, this will certainly not end our endeavor to bring air service, but uh, you know it was unfortunate. Uh, and Rachel, I know uh, you promoted the heck out of that uh, <laughs> that Houston flight, and I was one of the happy uh, recipients of uh, of that flight i always told because i got family in in austin and in san antonio and corpus christi and i always bragged i'd be on that early flight and uh take mm-hmm. a little puddle jumper over to austin from houston and be drinking beer and eating tacos by noon so uh but anyway any insights uh, from a customer perspective rachel on on this news yeah so i talked to a couple of our you know travel agent friends and Obviously, they were bummed. Um, you know, one thing that Houston did provide Lincoln that we haven't had um, was a warm market. And, you know, that was what was nice about the Houston market was if they were sending people to Mexico, obviously, you know, that's a popular destination. Anything in, like, Bahamas, you know, really, really anything international, it was nice to use that Houston market because, um, people just want to travel warm and people get a little nervous around Denver and Chicago with it being yeah. colder, especially during the winter. Yeah. So we knew that that was a flight that um, was a good mix of both business and leisure, um, you know, where we don't always see that on the other um, flights. And so it was they definitely were bummed. We've heard some from passengers that, you know, did utilize that flight quite often, like, how is this possible? It's always full. And I was like, I know. And so, yeah, the last, know, I, I, I echo the frustration. Cause I mean, I, I pay attention to our load factors very closely and we get daily reports from the, the TSA. And I mean, even in this last week, it's been 48 people, 49 people, 50 people out of 50. So it's just like, gosh, you know, we know, we know there's a demand for it. So yeah, to know that it's I mean, continuing is just it's heartbreaking. It really is. Last time I took that flight uh, uh, at Christmas time, they were overbooked, and we were a little delayed getting out of the gate. 
uh, because they kept having to bump up the <laughs> the award. Uh, I think uh, to to convince people to get off or, or not get on and take a different flight. So anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, but Dave, the good news that you got at the same time was United has added some flights to Chicago and Denver, right? That's right. You know, they when we talk to them about it, they they're looking at it from a capacity shift. You know, we are look, we're basically trading one flight a day on a fifty seat RJ to Houston for two additional flights per day on potentially bigger aircraft. Now, there's no guarantee of the bigger aircraft, probably a better chance of the bigger aircraft on Chicago. You know, that 76-seat aircraft uh, is widely preferred by our customers for obvious yeah. reasons. I mean, if it, we were, it's great to have service to Houston, but the 50-seat RJ is easily the least popular aircraft in the fleet that serves. So uh, we are we are looking at adding a flight uh, in the summer and the fall, one in each of those time frames. Um, and, and so we are getting enhanced capacity, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, one, of the, one of the stats that I also remind everybody of and it was a great stat that we shared in the board meeting as well is that there had been three since 20 from 2020 to 23 320 airports have lost air service altogether in their community it's not an easy task. no and yeah. and 150 have lost um have lost over a quarter of their service and so we consider ourselves very fortunate that we have a very embedded partner like united it's not going to stop us from continuing to try to find air service but we're very fortunate in a community like ours to have that long-standing partnership yeah well um yeah, like I said, if you think this is an easy task, and and it's amazing, Dave. We talked the other day. Uh, I thought you uh, you've been here for a decade now. Yeah, yeah, coming up on it. Yeah, <laughs> and and boy, the improvements to the airport and in uh, the service. I mean, it's uh, uh, but it's not an easy task uh, in this uh, in this world of of airlines. No, not at all. We, we, we're fortunate. We have, we have a great team and, and everybody working together on it. You have a board that's very focused on air service right now. And then, uh, Rachel's going to get, start getting a little more involved in, uh, in air service as part of uh, her, her day to day, uh, functions. So, uh, so yeah, she had a good conversation is my understanding, uh, with actually United folks. Um, just continuing that dialogue. You know, a lot of times with, with air carriers, you get very curt, very quick, sort of just, yeah, we're pulling the market and that's it. It was great to, to take the time to chat, chat with United and really hear sort of what was going into their decision making process process a little bit so she she was really the lead on that yeah uh rachel any uh any any thoughts on on that yeah um i think dave did a good job but he's right not very often do you get like the head of domestic planning on the phone and so um i took advantage of being able to kind of talk to the one of the top people just to better understand what happened and you know he he gently reminded me you know that he's been in the industry for a long time and And he kind of laughed. He's like, you know, sometimes these decisions are just out of all of our control. And so I think, you know, they also felt bad about the decision, uh, knowing the, you know, that we were, we were seeing, we were seeing the planes full, but, you know, the comment was sometimes you just fill planes to fill planes. And so, like, you know, I said, it, it might have been an issue with, you know, the regional carrier situation. It could be a pilot issue. It could be issue with some of the newer aircraft coming down and them not getting that capacity. Um, or not getting those um, in. So there was just an article that Dave shared about, you know, the delay in the Boeings and how that's affecting all these yes. other things. So it's like so crazy that this like trickle effect can, can affect like in Nebraska. Yeah. And so, um, and of course, you know, the airlines are going to get into crazy details with us. But at the end of the day, they were like, we are adding capacity into Lincoln and we're dedicated yeah. to staying here. And if we're going to bring in the bigger aircraft and give you guys first class service, like please have the community yeah. to use that and yeah. then we can get that for Denver. Yeah. Well, Rachel, if you can hang on, Dave, hang on. We're going to take this quick little break and come back and continue this conversation about the Lincoln Airport. Come on back. 
listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition. We're delighted that you stuck around, uh, whatever you're doing on this uh, beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Appreciate it very much. Uh, reminder uh, to follow us on X and the Facebook. Uh, we'd love to continue the conversation. We'll only get you an hour a day, so we'd love to have the conversation continue after hours. And uh, coming after the, up after the news break... Uh, you know, it, this this conspiracy theory with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is getting a little out of hand. So we're going to touch on that and and uh, a couple other things. But welcome back to Dave Herring, Executive Director of the Lincoln Airport, and Rachel Barth, uh, the Director of Communications and Customer Engagement. So, Dave, I know, and again, if people have not flown out of the airport, I've uh, been to the airport uh, in recent months, my goodness, you wouldn't recognize the airport. It's beautiful. And uh, and so, but not quite finished uh, with all the renovations yet, right? No, and we are incredibly eager to have it complete. Not only not only because you know we want to be able to to continue to show it off and see it evolve, but I mean our offices are yeah, in the terminal, and we've yeah. been you know hidden over on the side of the airport. And there's just something about being in the terminal that lets you really feel the pulse. It's kind of like the downtown of a city, you yeah. know, the pulse of Lincoln's really that downtown area. Pulse of an airport is the terminal, and so we're coming up on the on the conclusion of that probably in the next uh, you know probably by May is where we're looking at the full conclusion. Right now, the things that we're working on now is we're getting ready to roll over to the new baggage claim systems, uh, get those rolled out. Uh, probably our offices will be the next wave of that in the March time frame, and then we'll conclude with, um, I think, rental cars and law enforcement offices and things like that uh, to, to wrap it up. And then I think there's going to be an open house at some point where we have the nice. whole thing done and can you know can invite the public out. But you know we are really excited about the passenger amenities that, that oh, we're just bringing in yeah. there. And I mean, uh, the food, the drink, uh, the comfort. I mean, it's... It's it's a remarkable change. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a blast. It's been a blast to watch. It's even more exciting to see the reactions of people that haven't yeah. been back to Lincoln for a while. Yeah. But um, I know that one of the things that we are really excited about. I'm going to absolutely kick this to Rachel because this is really really her baby at the moment. But is is that enhanced Flyers Club that we have, yeah. which is finally in the right location? It's finally <laughs> past security, and nice. so we're pretty jazzed about that. Yeah, uh, Rachel, tell us about the Flyers Club. Sure. So, um, you know, if you're somebody that flies a lot, you know, on any major airline, a lot of them have like exclusive clubs, you know, in some of the bigger airports. And I think it's pretty unique to Lincoln. I have asked around at a lot of airport conferences and haven't really found anybody else where the airport has their own club. And so Dave is right. When we decided to redesign and, you know, do the kind of reinvent the terminal, we really focused on customer amenities, passenger amenities, and one of those was this exclusive Flyers Club. And so it is post-security. Um, kind of the, the most general rule we have is, you know, when people apply for it, we want them to be um, flying at least eight times a year out of out of the airport. And so these are really those people that are loyal to the Lincoln Airport. It's a really kind of high-end, quiet space. You know, there's, um, you know, some free, like, little drinks like water and pop and tea and coffee in there. And um, obviously some snacks and stuff, but if you, you know, do unfortunately get delayed or, or get to the airport early, need to catch a Zoom meeting or call home and talk to the family, this is kind of that quiet place for, for those frequent flyers to do that. Hey, uh, Rachel, you, you may not remember this, but Dave does. Uh, I, uh, full disclosure, I've done some consulting work for the airport uh, through the years, and, and we put together, uh, with Dave's help, obviously, a uh, kind of a VIP 
group of people to advise Dave and the in the airport authority uh, on on the airport a few years back, and and uh, uh, there was a very big push for muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Dave. There was. Do we want to mention yeah. the name of? of... I, I will leave that to you. Okay. It's your show, right. Dan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, a well-known uh, former University of Nebraska <laughs> uh, official uh, was on our panel, and uh, boy, uh, so uh, Rachel, uh, are there muffins <laughs> yeah. in the Flyers Club? There, there are muffins, so yeah, he will be happy to hear that. Uh, we, you know, had talked to Tailwind, which Tailwind's our concessionaire, um, but if you go to the terminal now, the new restaurant is called In Flight, so N, and then kind of like a little bit of like apostrophe flight, and we're really excited about that. Um, you know, you mentioned how good the food and the drinks are, yeah. and we really try to show them local flair, so I mean, I was collecting menus from some of my local favorite restaurants and sending it to them. Like, you know, here are things that go well in Lincoln, but they're the ones that are helping us stock that Flyers Club, keeping it, you know, passenger friendly. So, um, yeah, definitely have muffins and there's other things in there too. But um, right now, I think we have close to 130 people that have applied since October. So, nice. you know, that's the goal is that it doesn't get overcrowded yeah, in there, still right? Still needs to be exclusive, yeah. Exclusive, but, you know, it also shows you know, the loyalty to Lincoln that since October, we've already had 130 people apply. And again, they do have to show proof that they've flown at least eight times yeah. a year out of Lincoln. So, I mean, these are, you know, these are the people that we know are loyal to our, to our um, airport. Good, 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 good. Rachel, thanks for all your good work and hope the kiddo gets feeling uh, better and the other one doesn't uh, break anything out in the yard. Oh, gosh. Right? <laughs> Dave, final thoughts. Uh, no, we just, uh, we appreciate being here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's been an up and down year for the airport. I think we're on the, on the uphill side of that. So, uh, you know, appreciate getting the chance to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and we're going to do that. I told Dave and Rachel, we're going to do this on a monthly basis because, uh, yeah, we want to support our local airport and so important to the local economy and so many business and, uh, and leisure travelers. So anyway, David, uh, David Herring and Rachel Barr, thank you both so much for joining us. Folks, come on back after the news, uh, and join us. So we'll enjoy uh, talking about Travis and uh, Travis and Taylor. Uh, come on back after. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And my thanks to Dave Herring and Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport for joining us today. Uh, as I mentioned, I mean, that's not an easy job to try to figure out uh, the worldwide airline industry and uh, and how Lincoln um, how Lincoln fits into that. And we're a growing city. We're a vibrant city. We're uh, growing in business. Uh, more and more people, uh, uh, leisure travelers, just because the population is growing. Um, but the airlines don't always cooperate with what we want to do. So anyway, we'll have... Uh, and we'll have the Lincoln Airport on on a regular basis uh, because it's such an important economic driver and important part of uh, our community. So thanks to Dave and Rachel for that. Uh, let me tell you what is coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, our friend Richard Moberly, Dean of the University of Nebraska School of Law, uh, will be back to join us uh, to update us on any of the latest developments in the Trump trials because uh, this is an election year. It's the most bizarre <clears throat> election year maybe in American history. Uh, a former president running for president again uh, while being indicted uh, 91 uh, counts uh, against him in four or five different uh, legal cases and, uh, you know, you can find political commentary about those cases, about the former president, uh, in a lot of different places. So, uh, that's not what you're going to find here. That's, a, I want to stick to the facts. I want to be able to share those with you and, uh, and, uh, and an expert. And certainly the dean of the law school, uh, Richard Moberly is kind enough to give us, uh, uh, his uh, legal perspective on what's going on. So anyway, Richard Moberly will be here uh, in the first half of the show. And uh, in the second half of the show tomorrow, Aaron Sandiford uh, with the Nebraska Examiner. Uh, uh, as you know, we always feature Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom uh, on Mondays. And uh, and as, as, as often as we can drag... Uh, someone from the Nebraska Examiner, also uh, fairly new, just a couple years old, like uh, Flatwater Free Press, uh, uh, a nonprofit newsroom. So uh, Aaron is a longtime uh, journalist here in the state, and and so he covers the legislature and other things. And so uh, anyway, we'll welcome Aaron Sandiford from Nebraska Examiner in uh, for the second half of the show. Well, <laughs> as you know, uh, Super Sunday uh, is a week from this Sunday. Uh, the Super Bowl is a week from this coming Sunday. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I tell you what, uh, I'm sure you've heard, heard, heard of these crazy conspiracy theories surrounding the world's biggest pop icon, uh, and girlfriend of Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs, uh, st uh star tight end. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's it's just amazing uh, that Taylor Swift has uh, has has become the subject of these crazy conspiracy theories. Uh, it, and it reached uh, the stratosphere. It seems like after Kansas City uh, uh, made it to the Super Bowl, winning the uh, the championship. Uh, AFC Championship last Sunday. Uh, so they're coming back the fourth time in five years uh, and the first time that Taylor Swift uh, has joined the team's entourage, right? Uh, but the conspiracy theories coming out of the uh, kind of the right-wing media 
uh, were already legion even before uh, this happened. Uh, and Taylor Swift is supposedly a secret agent of uh, maybe the Pentagon. She's bolstering her fan base in preparation for an, an endorsement of President Biden, uh, and that she and Travis Kelsey are contrived are a contrived couple. It's not even a real relationship. Uh, and they've been put together to boost the NFL or uh, COVID vaccines or uh, the Democratic Party or whatever. Uh, this mega meltdown, if you will, featuring uh, Taylor and Travis has uh, has just been upgraded with a sprinkling of conspiracy theories now. Uh, so buckle up, buckaroos, uh, because this roller coaster ride is taking a loop de loop. So, uh, Steve, by the way, Steve Hardesty uh, taking over for Steve King in the uh, producer chair. Steve, thanks for coming in. Second day in a row coming out of the bullpen, but hey, <laughs> but, glad I made it in time. I am so delighted you're here, Steve. And Johnny Cadillac is scheduled to be back with us tomorrow. But anyway, Steve, if you could push go on a, a, a little bit of a clip of, of this crazy conspiracy theories around Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, listen to this, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. The Taylor Swift Super Bowl isn't making everyone happy because right-wing dinguses like Vivek Ramaswamy are claiming this whole thing is a conspiracy, suggesting that the Super Bowl will be rigged for the Chiefs to set the stage for Taylor Swift's Biden endorsement. What? That's whack, Jack. Come on. Sunglasses and all. Thank you for that. If you go to the dark corners of the Internet, you can find a litany of off-the-wall conspiracy theories. And the latest to gain traction surrounds the NFL, the White House, Taylor Swift, pharmaceutical companies, all conspiring to get President Biden reelected this fall. Except this theory isn't just rattling around on Newsmax or your uncle's Facebook page. It's actually literally being amplified by Fox News. Now there's an online plea circulating that is begging people to become Niners fans for the next two weeks. Just <laughs> so it doesn't raise Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Mr. Pfizer's star power, along with, of course, Taylor Swift. That's, that's persuadable power. And this administration is locked dead set on harnessing that. But why alienate the, your, the, your fans, the Swifties? You know, they come across from every political ideology. Why put yourself in one area? Please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. Yeah, so there's a little sampling of that clip. Uh, the first uh, voice was, of course, Stephen Colbert uh, and then CNN, and then they played uh, some some passages from some uh, our friends at Fox News. And uh, this thing has gotten out of hand. Uh, I just uh, l- let these uh, young people enjoy themselves. Uh, let this, I mean, I don't think, I think normal people, who are viewing this uh, relationship, and it's and, and let's face it, it's a very public relationship. I mean, the biggest pop star in the world, and uh, one of the biggest uh, NFL stars uh, in 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 the world. Um, you know, that's that's not a private relationship, and uh, so. Uh, but, but it's it it really is uh, these conspiracy theories have have gotten um, really to a different level. Um, 
you know, the NFL is allegedly rigged to favor Democrats, and uh, and I guess they think the halftime show is secretly a, 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 a Democratic strategy meeting. And imagine a playbook that includes political plays, uh, you know, so that, that could be a game changer, right? Um, you know, how does, uh, how does the former president... Um, uh, you know, he's he's quick to label everything a conspiracy. Uh, and um, so but I don't think a lot of us had this conspiracy on our bingo card. And um, so anyway, I, I just think it's uh, I think it's a shame that, uh, uh, you know, this is the state of politics in America today, uh, that these young people uh, who are very successful, uh, who are very public uh, somehow because. I guess uh, Taylor Swift uh, supported uh, President Biden in the last election. Uh, you know, all of us have a voice and, and we do with it what we want. And uh, But here is a woman who is, uh, talk about a self-made person. You know, she uh, didn't have a lot to start with as far as <clears throat> a financial uh, background, didn't come from a wealthy family. And, uh, and she's, uh, by every report that I've read, <clears throat> about uh, uh, Taylor Swift is she treats uh, not only her family but her uh, her fans and her her team uh, tremendously. They get uh, they they she pays them very well, treats them very well. There's, as far as I know, never been any question about that. And <clears throat> and uh, and what <clears throat> has this relationship done to both her? status as a musician and the NFL. I mean, the stories of <clears throat> parents uh, of young young people, doesn't have to be girls, but young girls and, and young people who are uh, Swifties, and uh, now they're tuning in and watching the NFL. I mean, it's uh, remarkable. And the same thing for her. She's bringing, I never really paid much attention to Taylor Swift. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate her music, appreciate who she is, but I'm now listening to her music. So the NFL fans uh, and the Swifties uh, are benefiting from this relationship. And I think, I think the world is benefiting from this relationship. So give them a break. Uh, let's leave politics out of this and, and, uh, <clears throat> and let them have fun. Anyway, so there's my little commentary on the, the Swifty and uh, Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, week from Sunday is the big game. Uh, Steve Hardesty, do you have a, a favorite uh, in the game, the 49ers and the, and the Chiefs? Well, you know, my team really hasn't been relevant in almost 10 years. Not close to ten years. I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. Oh, okay. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to join the oh the hate wagon on Kansas City or anything like that. I'll, I'll be watching. Now, the question that comes to mind for me: Who's going to be more the entertainment spectacle? Usher doing the halftime show or Taylor <laughs> Swift being there? Well, that's the other story. I did a little research uh, anticipating this uh, segment today, and you know, again, I think a lot of the distractors, uh, people that are negative about this relationship, are claiming that you know every time Travis does something, they cut to uh, to Taylor in the uh, in the booth, and uh, it's not the case. I saw a statistic that. 
uh, it's not the case. Uh, it, you know, it may, the perception may be there, uh, but anyway, it's, it's not the case. And, uh, you know, and <clears throat> the other observation is, again, from a financial standpoint, everybody's winning. I mean, there's more fans watching the NFL. There's more people uh, buying Taylor Swift uh uh, albums and uh, and again the other thing that uh, maybe you saw this Steve but uh, uh, everybody was concerned right away of uh, whether she was going to be back in time to see the game uh, in Las Vegas the games in Las Vegas because she's going to be doing a, a show in Tokyo and of course I saw immediately on social media uh, people uh, getting out their calculators and and calculating how long it would take her to get from Tokyo to Las Vegas and uh, she has plenty of time, it turns out. When you're Taylor Swift, you're not going to have to wait in line at the airport. I can <laughs> tell you that much. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, but if you've got a thought, 402-479-1400, Docker text. Uh, if you're a Swifty, I mean, the, again, the joy, uh, Caleb Henry, uh, you know, from the morning show. Caleb Huge. Is, has has mentioned uh, many times that his little daughter, Millie, uh, is is a fan of uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Talked with Caleb about that before. I know his wife was counting down the minutes for the uh, the concert movie that came out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's it's a fascinating phenomena. But uh, you know, that's the world we live in now. Uh, politics uh, paints every corner of our lives, and as I've said many times on the air. Um, you know, I dabble in politics. I, I still uh, do political consulting, and uh, but there's never, ever, ever been, at least in most people's memory and lifetime, uh, a year like this, uh, where you uh, have a former president running for uh, for running for president again, and uh, and someone that's uh, been indicted uh, 91 times, and uh, you know. Uh, anyway, if you'd like to learn more about where those are at, tune in tomorrow when we get uh, our law expert on Richard Moberly, and we'll we'll kind of break down the latest uh, in those cases. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, there's my thoughts on the Taylor Swift uh, Travis Kelsey uh, situation. But uh, anyway, we're going to take this little break and come back and finish up. Uh, come on back. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, thanks for sticking around, and thanks for letting me uh, uh, go off on my Taylor Swift, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, rant. So anyway, thanks, <laughs> thanks for playing along. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Like I mentioned, Richard Moberly, Dean of the University of Nebraska School of Law, will be here, and uh, Mr. Aaron Sandiford with uh, Nebraska Examiner. Uh, and speaking of Nebraska Examiner, this story cut. My, I talk about controversy. Uh, maybe the Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift controversy pales in comparison to this. Uh, the headline from uh, uh, the Nebraska Examiner story from uh, today, uh, written by uh, Paul Hamill, uh, debate continues on whether Nebraska should change to permanent daylight saving time or permanent standard time. How about that? Um, <clears throat> for a second time, state lawmakers debated uh, today uh, whether Nebraska needs to pursue adopting permanent daylight saving time or join two states that have year-round standard time. 
the, ba- the debate pits golfers and broadcasters who support the added evening sunshine of daylight saving time against health experts who argue that our biological clocks and sleep patterns work best on standard time. So I, I don't know about you. Uh, I think most of us struggle um, <clears throat> in, in switching the clocks uh, each year. We, we uh, I don't know about you, but boy, last last week in particular was uh, tough because of, uh, you know, the terrible uh, cold and snow and ice and, and lack of daylight. And so it does and, 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 you know, we get obviously less daylight no matter where we set our clocks. It doesn't matter. But, uh, but under this bill, it's Legislative Bill 143, <clears throat> Nebraska would forego the annual fall back and spring forward changes to daylight saving time and adopt it year around. But only if three bordering states also make the change and the U.S. Congress approves. So we can't unilaterally make that change uh, without uh, some help from our neighbors and from Congress. Uh, State Senator Steve Erdman of Bayard out west has introduced an amendment requiring the state to adopt year-around standard time like uh, two other states, Arizona and Hawaii. Uh, He cited research from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine indicating that the, quote, abrupt switching of clocks every spring and fall uh, causes an increase in heart attacks, mood disorders, uh, and auto crashes. Uh, But permanent daylight uh, saving time is the worst option health-wise, Senator Erdman said. And health concerns... uh, add uh, sunshine uh, for recreation. Uh, Quote, our biological clocks work best on standard time because that's what God created, Senator Erdman said. Uh, Lincoln Senator Danielle Conrad assumed sponsorship of LB 143 after its its previous sponsor, Senator Tom Breezy, resigned to become state treasurer. Uh, So Senator Conrad's uh, primary goal is to end the annual clock changes in spring and fall. She added, however, that the golf industry and state broadcasters are concerned about switching to permanent standard time and and making Nebraska an outlier with other states. Uh, 19 states, including neighboring Colorado and Wyoming, have adopted proposals to switch to permanent daylight saving time pending congressional approval. So I did not know that. So uh, two other neighboring states, Colorado and Wyoming, have already done this. Switching to permanent standard time, Erdman pointed out, does not require an okay from Congress, and such congressional approval for permanent daylight time is iffy. Uh, legislators adjourned debate today uh, before giving uh, getting to a vote on Erdman's amendment or LB 143 uh, as a whole. Uh, debate could resume as early as tomorrow. So um, we'll keep track of that. That's uh, that's fascinating. So yeah. Again, I I understand that uh, I think most of us don't even remember how this whole thing got started, right? I mean, uh, I think it was uh, legend has it, and I haven't done enough research to to tell you whether this is true or not, but uh, I think it seems like I've been told through the years that uh, years and years ago, the ag industry 
uh, were the ones that were uh, pushing for changing the clock so that there could be more uh, daylight at one time of the day or the other so uh, to help them do their job but um, anyway so that's uh, We'll keep track of that. And uh, that reminds me of uh, our friends at Nebraska Examiner. Uh, again, tune in tomorrow with uh, Aaron Sandiford. Uh, he'll be here with us uh, uh, to talk about some of the bills in the legislature. And I tell you what, if you, if we're going to continue to talk about politics because uh, there's been some developments in the state uh, uh, state politics with uh, office holders and political parties and and all that. So anyway, we'll get into that with Aaron Sandiford from Nebraska Examiner tomorrow on tomorrow's show. So anyway, hey, that's the show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a lovely evening. Boy, I'm going to get home and get the walking shoes on and get out on the trails. I hope you get to do the same. Folks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go do good things.